An hour of smiles in town hall tonight, folks. 60 minutes of fun and music brought to you by Ipana Toothpaste and Salopatica. Ipana for the smile of beauty. Salopatica for the smile of health. Fun with our star comedian, Fred Allen. Music with Peter Van Steeden. And another big amateur contest. New voices, new music, new fun. It's Town Hall tonight! <laughs> Listen to that crowd cheer Fred Allen as he leads his weekly parade to the old town hall. Fred's conducting the band with a stuffed heel, followed by those stuffed heels of the drama, the mighty Allen Art Flair. Let's join the thundering song. Everybody's going. Here they come. Debutante. But, daughter, a debutante doesn't come out carrying her hook chest. This is my radio, mother, and I've got to carry it. It's town hall tonight. College students. Hey, you know why I'm canceling your exams for tomorrow, students? You bet, professor. Nobody can study on Wednesday. It's town hall tonight. <laughs> Court witnesses. Your husband had his head in the radio trying to commit suicide? Yes, Judge. He says them jokes will kill anybody. It's town hall tonight. And there's Fred welcoming the crowd into the old town hall with the shade of old Joe Miller sitting on his shoulder. Let's listen. Tramp, tramp, tramp. The folks are marching, marching on the old town hall. And everybody's welcome. Go right in, ladies. Is it free, mister? Yes, madam. Single line, please. Hi there, stupid. Howdy, brother Lee. How's the village dog catcher tonight? I'm full of pup. Full oh. of pup, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and there are plenty of bows and wows on the inside, folks. Even Mr. Deeds goes to town. The town hall tonight. Step right along, please, if yeah. you're kindly. Are you all ready, Fred? Yes, Harry. We're opening with Lord. Right, old Fred. Peter, one, two. <laughs> Presenting that bubbling briarius of boisterous buffoonery, breezy bagatelle, and buoyant boop-boop-a-doop, Fred Allen in person. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before I untie my shoelace and let my tongue flap in the breeze for the next 60 minutes, I'll read you the town hall bulletin for tonight. Hodge White, grocer to his majesty, the hoy polloi, says that during daylight saving, the strictly fresh eggs that used to go on sale at 7 a.m. won't be ready for customers until 8 o'clock. 
Now, Hart says Congress can make people set their watches ahead an hour, but no politician can pass a law that will speed up the inside of a hand. <laughs> so much for daylight saving time, and now for the town hall news. How about the curtain, Harry? It's coming right down, Fred. Thank you, Harry. The lights go out, and we bring you the latest news of the week. The town hall news sees nothing, shows all. Washington, D.C. WPA considers program that will authorize making newsreels of many projects now underway throughout the country. Names of local politicians will be used in conjunction with pictures. Town Hall News shows what newsreels may be like if politicians hog proceedings. The newsreel. This is the voice of the forgotten man bringing you the latest official news of the week. Truffle, Pennsylvania. State Senator Blurt supervises cleaning of beehive on courthouse steps, presenting Senator Blurt. My friends, a vote for Tipton Blurt is a vote for the clean beehive. I ran on a clean hive platform last fall, and we are gathered here today to clean the first beehive in Suffolk County. But before we start, I'd like to introduce Miss Hetty Blunt, president of the Women's Voters League. Hetty Blunt! Thank you, folks. I didn't expect to be called on, or you'd never have caught me in this print dress. <laughs> folks, I just want to say that the Women's League stood behind Senator Blurt at the last election, and the outlook was nothing to brag about. <laughs> he said he'd clean the beehives of our fair city and by calcium today. He's here to do it. Thank you, Sister Blunt. Folks, I told you I'd throw a lot of you back into employment, and actions speak louder than words. I ain't here to show off. But there's a man right here in my audience that voted for me, Wilbur Click. Uh, you voted for me, didn't you, Wilbur? You bet, Senator. How were you situated when I went into office? I was out of work six years. What happened after you voted for me? I got the seven years itch. <laughs> You've been keeping busy, ain't you, Wilbur? And how? Hooray! That's my slogan, folks. No rash promises I can't keep. <laughs> I told you things would hum here in Truffle, and they're going to. And now, I'm introducing the first man to go back to work, beehive cleaning, since 1929. That popular bee man, Mr. Lentil Whisk. Thank you, folks. I'm sure glad to be getting back to work. Now, you're here, ready to clean this beehive, Angel Lentil? Yes, sir. Do you mind if I put my head into the beehive first to sort of get my bearings? No. Go right ahead. I won't be a second. Yes, sir. I promised you folks things would hum here. And as soon as Mr. Whisk takes his head out of that beehive, he'll back me up. I'm out, Senator. How did you find things, Whisk? Things are humming, sir. Exactly. So remember, at the next election, folks, Tipton Blurt keeps his wire. Portland, Oregon. Mayor LaGuardia, inspecting $40 million power project in Portland, says the cheap power throughout the nation will decrease number of divorces. Town Hall News shows great difference electrical appliances make in married life. First, the home of Mr. and Mrs. Wilcox Twang, without electrical appliances. Here, 1920. Good evening, dear. Oh, yeah? 
Aren't you glad to see me, honey? I wish I'd never seen you, Wilcox Twang. My mother told me not to go to that Halloween party. I'm doing my best to make our married life a go, honey. You and your $18 a week. Well, people just aren't buying carpet sweepers these days, dear. Marriage, it's nothing but love, honor, and overtime. Are the kiddies asleep? If they're not, I busted two plates over their heads for nothing. Oh, dear. Is my dinner ready? Get your own dinner. Now, see here, Myrtle Twang. I've been demonstrating carpet sweepers all day, and I want my dinner. Now, you let me tell you something, pothead. I've been washing, cleaning, fixing the furnace, lugging up coal and wood for the kitchen stove since 6 o'clock this morning. If I don't get a maid, I'm... But I can't afford a maid, dear. That's all I wanted to know. I'm getting a divorce. You can't leave me this way. I'm leaving you the way I found you. You're leaving me flat? That's the way I found you. Goodbye. <laughs> but cheaper power and modern appliances make married life a bed of roses. Note the great difference. The home of Mr. and Mrs. Balboa Dank. The year, 1936. Howdy, babe. Don't babe me. Ah, oh, come on, doll. Is there the woman going potty-wowdy? Oh, stop it, Balboa. Your baby talking's depressing. Oh, but really, dear, after a hard day at my soda fountain, you might have a smile for Daddy. A smile? <laughs> Married to you, I ought to be laughing out loud. Is the dog asleep? If he isn't, I've been playing the radio two hours for nothing. Is my dinner ready? With all these modern appliances, I have no time to cook, Balboa Dank, and you know it. But I thought they would help you, dear. I even bought you an electric tea strainer. You and your machine. Why, this house is a mess. I had to pull the percolator apart looking for a short circuit. The washing machine blew a fuse. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. And the toaster's been throwing bread at me all day. <laughs> and if somebody don't put the vacuum cleaner in reverse, the canary's good as smothered. Well, the machine age is too much for you, darling. I'll get you a maid. Maid nothing. You get me an electrician. Once again. <laughs> Once again. The town hall news scoops the world. We bring you the winner of that historic race to be run next Saturday, the Kentucky Derby. We are not permitted to give you the horse's name, ladies and gentlemen, but if you hear this neigh at the track, that's the horse. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And now, not to be outdone by the theater, which has several biographical hits to its credit, we bring you an episode from the life of one of our stars. The scene, his home. The time, Sunday morning. Now, as the curtain rises, our hero is talking to his son, Kenny. Daddy. Uh, yes, Kenny. Will you hurry up and finish the funny paper so I can look at them? Well, what? Oh, well, listen, you haven't got time. Now, you know Mr. Townsend will be here any minute to take us for a drive in the country. Catch on, folks. It's Harry Von Schell being a stern parent. Daddy, are we going to drive out past the zoo? Huh? Of course, if we are, I can feed listen, the elephants. Listen, wait, wait a minute, Kenny. Wait just a minute. Hello? Yeah, but listen, Daddy. If we drive out past the zoo... Kenny, will you please? Oh, hello, Lee. How are you? What? Oh, that's too bad. Well, if you don't feel like going for that drive this morning, oh, we might... Oh, gee. Kenny, please, will you? What's the matter, Lee? Oh, a sick headache, huh? Well, if you're feeling under the weather, why don't you take some salopatica? You know, the mineral salt laxative. It... Why? Well, you know why you feel out of sorts, don't you? You've got waste in your body and acid in your system. Sure, and salopatica gets after both those things at once. What? How much? Well, I've always found that when you take two teaspoonfuls of salopatica in a glass of water, that logy feeling doesn't hang around very long. 
Okay, you try it and give me a ring a little later on. You'll be all set for the drive then, I'll bet you. Whoopee! Right. See you later, Lee. Gee whiz, Daddy. I'm certainly glad you told Mr. Townsend to remember Salapetica for the smile of health. Arpana Troubadours have just played? Am I going to have trouble with you? <laughs> I'm afraid they are. Now, on Friday night, Dr. Hazelwood, the popular botanist, Mr. will speak. Oh, hey. Quiet, quiet, sis. Uh, quiet, please. If that's some mounted policeman heckling, it'll be a horse on you if I come down there. Hello. Well, sir, well, sir, they laughed when I walked up to the microphone. They didn't know I was going to read the commercial. If it isn't Portland. Yes, I'm going down to the movie, so I thought I'd stop in. Good. What picture are you going to see? Oh, I'm not going to see the picture. It's bank night tonight. What's bank night? Where the receivers come in and take over the theater? No, when you buy your ticket, they give you a number. And? Then they mix the numbers all up, and if you're lucky, your number's called and you win the money. What happens if you're unlucky? Oh, boy, you have to sit there and see a double feature. <laughs> it's pretty tough on the losers, all right, isn't it? I'll say. Do you go to the movies much? Oh, once in a while with a, when a full moon comes along or something. <laughs> I just go to see the trailers. You know what trailers are. You bet. They say coming next week. Colossal, stupendous, bigger than ever, Biff, bang. Then it's a picture of Shirley Temple. <laughs> That's right. Or sometimes, you know, the detective says, come out of that rumble seat, you cad. And then the whole thing becomes a travelogue. <laughs> I saw a swell picture last week. What was it? A massage for Gosha? No, it was some man telling people. It Wait was... a minute. I don't rush into things. <laughs> Those are hard enough to stir up, you know, without that. <laughs> It was some man telling people how to go to sleep. And what happened? The audience beat him do it. I, w <laughs> I wish I was asleep. This conversation would only be a dream, and I could wake up 
and you'll be gone. Gosh, I'm glad I'm not any smarter. I'd probably be insulted. All I'm trying to say, Portland, is if you ever get water on the brain, it will just be water. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm glad I'm not any smarter. I'd probably be insulted. All I'm trying to say, Portland, is if you ever get water on the brain, it will just be water. <laughs> oh, boy, will I get even with you. You will, will you? Mr. Oh, Mr. Tedder, don't, I don't uh, want... Don't yell him, kiddo. I'm hearing the SOS, and I'm Yunkle on the spot. <laughs> and now hold your horses, cats. You ain't putting nothing over on Joe Pins. So who's is asking you at the buffing in with the chiseler? Take it easy, cats, or you're going to need them nine lives. <laughs> now, don't get excited, Mr. Ben. Yes, piping down, smart Ellie. You better turn off that dialect or I'll pull that derby down over your hips. Now, here, here, here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, you two. Let's be careful, fellas. Mr. Allen's easily upset. His grandmother was frightened by a canoe. Not only a canoe, there was an outboard motor on it. <laughs> You're apt to find a lot going on behind your backs in a minute here. Hut, hut, Mr. Allen. <laughs> Mr. Katz and Mr. Binns want to see you about your summer vacation. Who says I need a vacation? Anybody but his own car radio. <laughs> yeah, you ought to go away peacefully if you don't want to leave town as prologue to a posse. Yes, you really ought to go away for a rest, Mr. Allen. We could all use one. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where can I go? Watch it, fellas. If you're taking my advice, you're coming to the Catskills. I got the poison. No, no, no. What you need is some good salt air, Allen. Atlantic City's the spot. I got a face. Is your hotel swanky, <laughs> Mr. Cat? Then you are stopping at my French rendezvous, the Chess Cats. Atop the Catskills, you are stopping in the best. The Chess Cats. Say, listen, if you could bait the rooms in that joint with cheese, you'd have a mountain mouse trap. <laughs> so, who's talking? In your hotel, the Seagull Manor, the first two floors is reserved for the tide. <laughs> you mean they use mermaids for chambermaids, Mr. Cat? Uh, I am the last party in the world to knock a competitor. But last summer, I am stopping in the Seagull Manor one night. What happened? I am waking in the morning with two flounders in the bed. <laughs> You're lying, cats. They were herring. The main cock eating in bed. Personally, I like the mountains better. At Chess Cats, you are living the life of Robinowitz. In two weeks, breathing the mountain air, you are talking like a hillbilly. Look, I don't want to learn a dialect. I just want to relax. What you need is plenty of sun, Alan. At Seagull Manor, you can stay in your room and get a tan. At Jess Cats, you are meeting only the cream of society. You are not getting in with sample cases. Who's your social director, Mr. Cass? Well, I am mine host, personally. <laughs> you are going horseback riding with a select group in the morning? What do you mean, going in a group? Four on a horse. <laughs> Oh, to the contrary. Everybody is wearing spurs. So a good time is head by all. <laughs> Listen, Alan, if you like butter with your meals, here's my card. <laughs> Don't you have butter, Mr. Cat? At uh, Chess Cats, I am running strictly kosher. 
But, uh, confidentially, hillbillies back in the woods is moonshining butter undercover. <laughs> How is the cuisine at the Seagull Manor, Mr. Benz? Why, every two weeks my guests get so fat we have to grease them so they can pass each other in the hall. <laughs> Jazz Cats is setting our cuisine. People is bringing their tapeworms from miles around. <laughs> Why, you're right, Mr. Cat. Well, if you are sleeping eight people in our room, it's uh, $2 a day. Uh, with pillows, it's extra. You don't think I'm living in a room with eight strangers, do you? Who's saying strangers? You are meeting the people personally before you are getting in the bed. Listen, you don't want any part of that alpine flop house, Alan. Why, you're right, Mr. Ben. At the Seagull Manor, you get a nice single room with oarlocks for six bits. <laughs> Fishing out of the window is extra, I suppose. Nope, there's a rope in every room. Combination fire escape and fishing line. Y'all leaving chess cats feeling on you, man. You're right. You'll never recognize yourself checking out of that joint. It's pretty hard to decide, isn't it, Mr. Allen? Come to the mountains. You better try the sea. Where do you think you'll go, Mr. Allen? I think I'll go nuts, and I can do that right here. <laughs> so long, boys. Goodbye, Portland. Tally ho! <laughs> Now the town hall quartet, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight the boys sing Eyes Among Us. Bob, you mugging, boy? Yes, sir, Len. Well, instead of seven, say, uh. Sure. How about you, Len? You mugging? Sure thing, kid. And instead of ten, say, whoop. Yowza. Any number containing seven or the seven goes into, uh, uh. Any number with a zero, everybody say, whoop. Now, scrap, you mugging, son. Well, every day, pal. How about you, Tubby? You mugging? I ain't gonna play. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, eight, nine, four, left, twelve. Now, boys, we're skipping to the 50s. 55, singing, ladies and gentlemen, and now uh, for the Department of Higher Learning. A professor in a New England college has just proposed a group of tests to measure thinking habits. 
The professor says that a person's reactions to these tests will reveal the quality of his mind. Now, we'll show you how this might work out if I happen to be the professor. Peter Van Steeden? Yes, teacher. Listen to this statement. Are you ready? If the groundhog sees his shadow, we always have six more weeks of winter weather. Now, is that right or wrong? Uh, right. Oh, Peter. Your answer proves that your mind has a tendency to state false causes for events or phenomena. Shame on you, you bad, bad oh. boy. Harry Von Zell? <laughs> yes, Professor. Professor, huh? Promoted from teacher, huh? Well, what have you to say to this? Teeth are seldom white and sparkling when gums are soft and tender. Is that right or wrong? That's right, Fred. Teeth are practically never white and sparkling when gums are soft and tender. That's why we say when modern soft foods have robbed our gums of exercise and stimulation, massage them back to health with Ipana toothpaste. That's what Ipana was made for, made especially for. Well, Harry, according to my calculations, your mind leads toward what I'd call scientific thinking. Yes, that is scientific thinking, Fred. Those are the thoughts of authorities who know how to protect the health of the mouth. That's why we say Ipana with massage will quicken circulation of the gums, waken lazy tissues and strengthen them, and make your teeth show a whiter, better-looking sparkle. So the next time a question comes up about a dentifrice, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have the answer if you'll just remember Ipana for the smile of beauty. <laughs> that theme song of the Mighty Allen Art Players. They'll be with you immediately after your station announcement. And now, ladies and gentlemen, fools rush in when the curtain rises on the Mighty Allen Art Players. This little company first introduced dim footlights to the American theater to stop the audiences from reading newspapers while the shows were going on. Tonight, these dynamic dullards present another epic of big business. It's called the slogan, Oh, the milk of human kindness is seldom grade A. Overture, Peter. <laughs> Mammoth Milk Company. Mr. Allen, he's busy at the filing cabinet. He's filing his nails. Yes, under N. Well, I'll see. Oh, Mr. Allen. Yes, Miss Day. The editor of the Times Star calling. Oh, yes, it's all hustle and bustle, isn't it? Hello. <laughs> yes, uh, now here, that $10,000 slogan contest I've been running in your paper, call it off. I'm winning the contest myself. <laughs> yes, I thought up the snappiest milk line yet. A perfect slogan. Get this. Milk from Happy Heifer. Okay, send the reporter right over. I'll release the story. Goodbye. Gee, that's a swell slogan, Mr. Allen. Mammoth, the milk from Happy Heifers. I'll start the biggest upswing the milk business has seen since the cow jumped over the moon. Mr. Smith is here to see you. Don't be so indefinite, Miss Tate. There are Smiths and Smiths. This one's from that advertising agency. Oh, yes. Beaten, batten, gherkin, and humdrum. <laughs> Show him in. Yes, sir. Well, take a chair, Mr. Smith. I'm a very busy man. Well, now, what's on your mind, Mr. Allen? I'm launching an advertising campaign that will make this country cow-conscious, Mr. Smith. The cow is man's best friend, and I'm going to prove it. Yes, well, now, most of the big firms are using slogans. What slogans? Oh, like, uh, have you got icebox nerves? Uh, get a lift with a hot foot. 
Uh, then uh, there's that laundry catch line, not a cuff in a bundle. Why, my slogan will make these others sound like double talk, Smith. Why, what is it? Mammoth, the milk from Happy Heifers. A classic, Mr. Allen. Okay, now we have something in common, I can see that. Now, I want this slogan in every newspaper and magazine in this country if it costs me half a million dollars. You bet. You can depend on beaten, batten, gherkin, and humdrum, Allen. If the four of them will only buy our milk, I'm off to a flying start. <laughs> yes, you're off, all right. So long. Go to town, Smith. Mistake? Yes, sir? Call Baby Leroy in Hollywood. Tell him I want a testimonial in baby talk. Something like, uh, quote, Oogie Oogie Happy Heifers, unquote. He'll get the idea. Yes, sir. The president of the broadcasting company's here. On foot? Well, show him in. <laughs> Come right in, Mr. Static. What's this about your radio program, Alan? Mammoth is going on the air for 52 weeks, Static. I've got to make my slogan, Milk from Happy Heifers, a household word. Check, Alan. Milk from Happy Heifers is better than that mattress slogan. Good to the last flop. <laughs> right. Now, uh, about my radio program. It's shaping in my mind right now. It's going to be futuristic. The, eh? uh, the program opens with a cow's moo. Oh. That's it. Then the band plays Let Yourself Go. Right. And then bang into a 20-minute commercial. <laughs> Can we get a bottle from Phil Baker? Bottle and milk, a wonderful tie-up. Money's no object, Static. You can, uh, you, well, go the limit. You can throw in a hillbilly. Oh, no, no, no. The billy brings in the goat angle. It's a dangerous cross-reference. In the milk game, you know, you've got to hold the cow for a long pull. <laughs> you said a handful, Alan. I'll audition some, uh, I'll audition some cows for the program right away. So long. Goodbye, Static. There's some newspaper woman waiting, Mr. Egg. Oh, these conferences are lapping over. But that's big business, isn't it? Sure is. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm Sophie Scribble from the Times Star, Mr. Allen. Oh, yes, yes. You're, you're here to see me about my new slogan. Yes, sir. What is it? Milk from Happy Heifers. How do you like it? Great. Yes. Milk from Happy Heifers sums up my life's work, Miss Scribble. I've got 20,000 cows working for me, and I demand happiness in every store. Ideal. Every cow is my personal guest. The barns are air-conditioned. Their hay is turned down for them every night. We have band concerts back of the barn every Sunday, with Stokowski in formal and overalls. <laughs> and this year, my 100% cows are attending a special preview of green pastures. Wonderful. Am I talking too fast? No, no, I'm condensing it. Fine. <laughs> every one of my cows is happy. The Miss Scribble, they're milked by men wearing silk gloves. With Pussy Willow Park. <laughs> and every hour, my efficiency men check on their moves. Marvelous. Now, look here. Here's the chart for 11 o'clock. Number 53, napping. Mm -hmm. 54, grinning. Mm -hmm. 55, chuckling. And so on, etc., etc., down the line. What's that uh, number 62? It says, no emotion. 62. Oh, yes. That's an English cow. No sense of humor. <laughs> Gives a special thin milk for tea. Milk from Happy Heifers. It's a great story. My slogan's 100%, and my words as good as my milk. I've been selling milk 30 years, Miss Scribble, and I've never had a complaint. Oh, here, here, here. What's this infernal din, Miss Kate? One of your drivers. Uh, Mr. Cream. One of my driver? Have I only one driver left? <laughs> 20,000 cows and one driver. What's going on? Mr. Allen, this Mr. Crin says he's got to see you. It's important. What's wrong? A pint of milk has been returned. What? Why don't somebody tell me? <laughs> Where's that 
driver. Right here, sir. What is this? Mrs. Grimm, 902 East 57th, returned his pint, sir. She says it's sour. You're lying, cringe. Honest, Mr. Allen, look. Well, it's all curdled on top. Looks sour to me. Sour? If this gets out, I'm ruined. I've signed contracts for a million dollars, guaranteeing milk from happy heifers. And one dirty double-crossing cow makes my slogan worth it. Can't you check up on the cow? Which which cow is it? I'm a bundle of nerves here. Look look at the name on that label. It's number 76, Isabel. Is a mistake. Get Isabel in here right away. Yes, sir. And send for Watson. Yes, sir. Who's Watson? Watson's my psychoanalyst. He psychoanalyzes the cows every morning. What will I tell Mrs. Grimm? Tell her there's a milkomaniac at large. <laughs> tell her this fiend was double-crossed by a baby years ago, and he's putting vinegar in people's milk to get even. Yes, sir. Oh, if Isabel lets me down, milk from happy heifers isn't worth a farthing. Here's Mr. Watson and Isabel, sir. Oh, yes. Which one is Watson? <laughs> <laughs> this is me, uh, without the horn. Oh, without the horn. <laughs> Quiet, quiet, Isabel. That girl. Now, uh, what's wrong, Mr. Allen? Isabel's wrong, Watson. Taste that milk. It's sour. Hmm? Yes, uh, yes, there is a dash of melancholy there. Oh, Freud will throw up his hands over a cup of milk like that. Isabel's sulking has ruined my slogan, Watson. I want her examined thoroughly. Fluoroscope and stethoscope. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, sit down, Isabel. No. Here. No, no. <laughs> Not there, Isabel. Sit here on my desk. I'll uh, start with the stethoscope. I inhale, Isabel. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll try her reflexes. Stand back. I'll hit her knee. Golly, her leg flew back like a pump handle. Quiet. Say ah, Isabel. Ah. Well, what's the verdict, Watson? Well, physically, Isabel's perfect. Maybe it's something mental. Let me see her charts. It's right here, here. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, she was an excellent spirit at roll call, mood in her bath, ate a hearty breakfast, playful being pasteurized. Oh, what could have upset her? Did anyone speak sharply within her hearing? No, everything was normal. I had the sign up, quiet, cows giving. <laughs> Did she fidget getting milk? No, she just stood looking out of the window, lost in thought. That's it. What's it? Looking out of the window, Isabel must have seen something that upset her. Some horrible thing that caused melancholia to tincture her milk. But I was there with her all the time. What was going on outside of that window, Watson? Speak up, man. Well, there was a shooting gallery across the street. Yes. That's right. They're tearing it down to make a parking space. Tearing it down, that's all I wanted to know. Mistake? Yes, sir? Call up and buy that property. If I can put that shooting gallery back up, my slogan, Milk from Happy Heifers, is safe. I don't understand, sir. How could tearing down a shooting gallery upset Isabel? Isabel misses those targets, Miss Scribble. She's been flirting with the bull's eye. <laughs> Thank you. And now for the big parade. Let's join the happy throng. Everybody's going. Everybody. Right this way. Hey, Pete. Hey, wait a minute. Peter, wait a minute. What's going on here, Harry? Have you had a mental lapse? <laughs> We've already had our weekly parade to the old town hall. We're in it now. Yes, I know that, Fred, but this is a different parade. The oh. daily parade of people everywhere on the way to sparkling teeth and healthier mouths. Everybody's going. Everybody's going. <laughs> Here they come, 
dentist. Teeth are seldom white and sparkling when gums are soft and tender. And modern creamy foods rob our gums of a stimulation and exercise they need. That's why so many of us say, massage your gums back to health with Ipana. School teachers. Modern schools everywhere are starting children on the road to a lifetime of oral health by teaching them to massage their gums every time they clean their teeth. Everybody, since Ipana toothpaste was especially made to tone and stimulate gums as well as to clean and polish teeth, always remember Ipana for the smile of beauty. Contest. Here comes Fred Allen leading the winners of this week's Town Hall Amateur Audition. Let's give them a real Town Hall reception. Thank you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our amateurs tonight were selected from the hundreds of applicants who were heard at the, uh, during these week's auditions. Tonight, these boys and girls compete for a first prize of $50 and a week's engagement at the Roxy Theater in New York City and a second prize of $25 in cash. Now, you folks here in the town hall will select your own winners. Your applause after each act will be recorded on our applause machine, and the two acts receiving the highest applause ratings will be called back later for your final votes. Now, first tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to have you meet Miss Marjorie Williamson. How, uh, how are you tonight, Marjorie? I'm very fine, thank you, Mr. Allen. You're fine, huh? Yes, thank you. Do you mind telling me how old you are? I was... Sixteen last May. Sixteen, really? Yes. You're rather tall for sixteen, <laughs> aren't you? Huh? Do you live in Brooklyn? No. I live in Brooklyn now, but I'm in America for a visit. I come from Cardiff, Wales. Cardiff, huh? Yes. Cardiff is a, is a coal mining shipping center, isn't it? Yes. It's a, do you like America? Oh, I think it's lovely. You do, huh? Yes, I do. Do you like it better than Cardiff? Well, you see, you have a China. <laughs> well, home is home. <laughs> you see, you have to stop and think between New York and Cardiff. You just can't uh, toss it off suddenly like that. Uh, they build a lot of large ships in uh, Cardiff, too. Aren't there shipbuilding yards there? Yes. That isn't where they built the new uh, English boat, the Queen Mary, is it? Oh, no. It wasn't built there, huh? No. Where was that built? Oh, Up in Scotland? 
I think it was, too. I was wondering because I, I was reading in the paper the other day, you know, when they launched, launched the Queen Mary out to launch the, the other day. I, uh, originally, the Queen Mary, as I understand it, was to be the largest uh, boat on the water, wasn't it? Yes, it was. But the Normandy was built first. And as soon as the, the, the French people waited until the Queen Mary was built... And they took the Normandy back and put a barnacle on it. So now the <laughs> Normandy is bigger than the Queen Mary by a barnacle. But I'm sorry to have taken up so much of your time, Marjorie. Now, what would you like to sing? Roses of Picardy. Roses of Picardy. I'm sorry that they can't hear you in Cardiff tonight, but you'll be heard all over this country, and that'll sort of make a mess. Roses of Picardy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Miss Williamson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a quartet, the four shades of harmony. Now, before we start to play, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> rather a peculiar name you boys uh, selected there. Would you mind telling me how you arrived at that title? Is there any... Uh, how'd we you don't know. We just selected it. Oh, it just sort of happened, huh? <laughs> the, uh, well, do you mind if I call the roll now to make sure uh, uh, that everyone is here? you mind? You don't mind, do you? James Grant, tenor, yes. present. Lawrence <laughs> Bell, lead, present. Alvin Bowen, baritone, present. And you must be Leonard Jackson, present, huh? <laughs> where, do you, where do you boys come from? Do you mind telling me? Baltimore. From Baltimore, Maryland, huh? Yeah. What are you doing up here? Oh, we came to New York to get a break. Came to New York to get a break? Yes, sir. Well, uh, how long have you been here? A week and a half. Have you sensed a break yet? <laughs> no, sir. Have you, uh, have you arrived at a bend, I might as well <laughs> which might lead to a break, have you? Yes, sir, this program here now. Well, I'm certainly happy to have all of you boys here, and I do hope that after you finish your number tonight that uh, something favorable will occur. Stranger things have happened here, a great many boys. And girls uh, have had opportunities come from appearing here, and I certainly hope that something, if you boys are sincere in your desire to do something, that something will happen. Now, what are you going to do? You have a mandolin and two guitars, and uh, you're a singer, huh? And you sing quartet and play, huh? And what's your number, please? Mama don't allow no music played. Mama don't allow no music played around here? Yes, sir. 
Well, we're just lucky tonight that only Uncle Jim is here. Mama isn't around tonight, so you go right ahead. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Mama Lano's swinging in the house. What you do? We don't care what Mama Lano's gonna do. I'm swinging anyhow. Mama Lano's swinging in the house. Mama Lano's swinging in the house. I don't care what Mama Lano's swinging in the house. Mama Lano's swinging in the house. Mama Lano's swinging in the house. Have you, uh, uh, are there any other instruments, too, that you have invented? Oh, my. 
invented an attachment for the harmonica that does away with rubbing across your mouth. The harmonica remains stationary. And you run up and down? No, you play it. No, you play it. It's an attachment on a harmonica. The harmonica remains stationary, and you play a slide, and that plays a harmonica. Oh, I see. It's on the same principle, then. Uh... Yeah, you get quicker runs on harmonica. Oh, I see. Well, have you marketed them? Have you sold them? No, I seem to have any luck with it. The harmonicas, manufacturers don't want to cooperate with them. They don't. All they? you want to do is make the harmonicas, and I should take care of the rest. Well, uh, something may come out of it. Uh, the man who builds a better mousetrap finally got popular, certainly. A man who's got a harmonica that stands still and it just uh, uh, moves that thing up and down is certainly bound to get attention sooner or later. I certainly hope so. Now, what are you going... You're not going to play either of these instruments tonight, are you? No, I couldn't. What, what, are, you, uh, what are you going to play tonight? I'm going to play the saw. The musical saw, yes, huh? What, uh, that doesn't slide up and down, does it? Well, the bow slides up and down around the edge. <laughs> all right. Are you all set to play, Mr. I'm Allen? I'm play more my chair, please. Uh, the chair's right oh. in back there. I guess that's about the right distance from the yeah. microphone. But it's now move it over. What is your number, please? Margie. Margie, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Allen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from Jamaica, Long Island, Ralph Israel. Uh, you are a baritone, a baritone crooner, Mr. Israel, is that right? What's the difference between a baritone crooner and just a crooner? No difference. There isn't, huh? You just threw that baritone in to confuse things, huh? You have to have adenoids, that's all. Oh, you have to have adenoids? Yes, I was... Uh... <laughs> Well, we live and learn. A baritone crooner is a crooner with adenoids. I know. I noticed uh, about a year ago, one of our leading uh, crooners had an operation uh, on his nose, and he uh, he did have to sing through his mouth for two or three weeks until the, the uh, nose healed up. Shame. But what would you uh, <laughs> what would you like to sing, Mr. Israel? But where are you from? Follow the fleet. But where are you? Well, gosh, if I'm getting invisible, I may as well get out of here. Thank you. The moon is high, the sky is blue, and here am I, but where are you? A night like this was meant for two, and here am I, but where are you? 
Have you forgotten the night that we met with so much to remember? How could you forget the dreams we dreamed have yet to come true? My dreams and I are here, but where are you? Israel from Jamaica, Long Island. Thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is my pleasure to present an imitator, Mr. Ray Janis from Brooklyn. Mr. Janis is on his way to the microphone now in high. Hello, Mike. Hold your seats, hold your seats. Nobody's making a dive for this cigar. Ladies and gentlemen, those who sneaked in. Mary Pete again a dozer sneaked in. I guess that covers me up. Any questions, any answers, any rags, any bones, any bottles? Come on, let's have some action on here. Who'll take 75? Who'll take 76? Who'll take 1776? That's the spirit, 1776. I gotta take one of the Siamese twins. Hope she can get away. Groucho Marx. I should have said that before. I'm sorry, Mr. Janet. And now, uh, who do you impersonate next? The fire chief, Edwin. The fire chief, Edwin, huh? You all ready to do that yes. now? You're not related to Elsie Janice by any chance, are you? <laughs> Mr. Allen. Well, we all make mistakes. That's what it puts brother back to our hospital. I was surprised to see Ed in the fire hat. You know, he's become Gulliver lately. You'll have to sort of switch that around. You, uh, now, who, what is your next? Uh, the last is the dead pan of the screen, Ned Sparks. Ned Sparks. You all ready for Mr. Sparks? You won't break any fire laws here, will you, with Mr. Sparks? You all right? <laughs> well, what are you all gaping at? Say, what is life anyway? You're here today and you're drunk tomorrow. Well, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Holly ho Thank you very much. That was Ray Janet, ladies and gentlemen. The effects of some of the impersonations were lost. The facial resemblances were really excellent, and it's too bad that we couldn't see them over the microphone. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Emily... Could you tell me how to pronounce your name, please? Locagnon. Locagnon, huh? That's right. There seemed to be an extra G. I was wondering whether you used it or just storing it in there for a G man when the time <laughs> came, you see. And you are from Hollis, Miss Locagnon. Yes. And uh, that's the home of James Barton, isn't it? Yes. Did you ever see Mr. Barton down there? 
No. I guess he's been in Tobacco Road so long it's confusing, you know. <laughs> he goes home nights now. He gets off at Corona, Corona. He forgets to... <laughs> well, what would you like to sing, Miss, uh, Miss Locagnan? I was lucky. Uh, you, uh, I was lucky. All right, thank you. I was lucky to be born at the same time as you. I was lucky to be born neath the same skies of blue. To think we're sharing the same moon above. Maybe someday we may share the same love. I was lucky that you didn't meet somebody else. I was lucky for there might have been somebody else. Gee, what a lucky day. The day I hear you say you Emily Locagna. And now, that concludes our amateur contest for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And while I see what the applause machine has to say, Harry carries on with words and no music. Ladies and gentlemen, we sincerely hope we've filled 60 minutes of your lives with pleasure tonight. And if we have, all we ask in return is that you remember the two products that make this and every hour with Fred Allen possible. Ipana toothpaste for the smile of beauty, Sal Hepatica for the smile of health. I, Panna, Sal Hepatica. All right, thank you, Peter. I see Fred has the, re the results ready. All yes, right, Harry. Ladies and gentlemen, the applause meter divulges that your applause has been heaviest for the two acts you see here, the acts we've called back on the stage. Now, I'm going to ask Harry to kindly hold his hand over the head of this young lady and this gentleman, as I call the names. And I'm going to ask you to kindly applaud just once again, if you will, and select your winners for first and second prizes. Now, first, my namesake, Mr. Fred Allen, the inventor of the two musical instruments who played Margie so well on a musical saw. Fred Allen. Then the young lady who came all the way from Cardiff, Wales, who was kind enough and come to sing uh, to come to sing for us tonight, who sang the Roses of Picardy so well, Miss Marjorie Williamson. Thank you. The first prize, fifty dollars in cash, and a week's engagement at the Roxy Theater in New York City, ladies and gentlemen, goes to Miss Marjorie Williamson. Second prize, twenty-five dollars in cash, goes to Mr. Fred Allen. I'm sorry that we all couldn't win, but thank you all a lot for coming.
right, ladies and gentlemen, and inviting you all to be with us again next Wednesday evening at the Old Town Hall. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Thank <laughs> you.